0: My name is J. Tom Marshburn, and I want to thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Our podcast for the next few weeks is going to be looking at the Sermon on the Mount and the lessons that Jesus is teaching. I'm convinced that almost all of the teachings that Christ gives throughout his ministry, his life here on this earth, the core of those teachings are found in the Sermon on the Mount. And if we'll look at it and, and honestly look at it, you'll see that he's challenging us to live a way that is so different than the world that it can't help but be noticed. That's why in chapter 5, he says that you are the salt of the earth. In verse 13, and then in verse 14, he says, you're the light of the world. And then he goes down and and he begins to talk about what it means to be salt and light. And he reminds us that it's it's more than what the Pharisees are doing. Down in verse 20 of chapter 5, he says, I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. That was kind of a profound teaching for those that were listening because the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were the ones who did everything right, at least on the outside. It looked like they were doing everything right. In fact, the people of their time would have said, you want to know who the, the religious people were, the righteous people were? they would have pointed at the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. They just said, like them. And then they would have said, but there's not a lot of fulfillment in life with them. I have a feeling that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law didn't smile much. I have a feeling that there wasn't much joy in their life. But God has called us to live a life that glorifies Him and to live a life according to our purpose And he promises to give us peace. He promises to give us joy. Yes, he promises that there's going to be difficult times. But he also promises that he'll be with us through those times. Well, after Jesus says that your righteousness must surpass that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, he goes on to, to, to show them what that means. And he has these six antithesis statements in the rest of chapter 5, where he says, You have heard that it was said to the people of long ago, Do not murder. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to the judgment. You have heard that it was said that not to commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks on a woman lustfully has already committed adultery. It's been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of a divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her a victim of adultery. He says, I I want you to keep your oath. Do not break your oath. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, and and that's enough. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, don't resist an evil person. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemy. And Jesus says, you want to know what it looks like to have a righteousness that's greater than people who are just keeping rules? I want us to get to the very heart of the matter. The Sermon on the Mount from verse 13 in Matthew chapter 5 all of the way through the end of that sermon, Jesus is teaching us what it means and what it looks like to live a life not governed by law, but governed by a relationship with Jesus Christ, governed with a passion of following God, of glorifying and honoring God in our life. He's going to say, I want you to give to those who are in need. I I want you to show the same kind of heart that God has shown to you. I want you to show to the world. You know, as difficult as we think rule keeping is, rule keeping is easy compared to being who Christ calls us to be. But the good news is this. When we give our life to Christ, He begins that transformation from the heart out. We're trying, when we try to do it by rules and by laws, we're trying to force God into our heart. But Whenever we accept Christ, and when we place God on the throne of our heart, He's trying to be reflected from the inside out. And honestly, it's so much easier. It's so much easier. I'm reminded of when I started dating and my mom had a list of things that I would do and things that I would not do. Tom, when you go, you will open the car door for her. You will pull her seat out. You will And she had a whole list of things that I would do. You'll sit next to her. You'll talk to her and not to your friends. You'll make sure that she has what she needs. And she had this whole list of things that I was going to do. And by the way, Tom, she said, I'm going to be checking with her mother to make sure that you do those things. You know, when I started dating Julie, the woman who is my wife, I didn't have to have a list of rules because my heart automatically I did those things that otherwise I had been told I must do. I did them now because it was what the passion of my heart said. In our relationship with God, I'm not saying to throw out those things that God has said, this is what I want you to do, but I'm saying we need to live according to our passion. When our passion is to follow God it makes its manifestation through our hands. But when our passion is just to please ourselves or try to justify ourselves, our hands, our body, our life reveals that through the way that we live. You see, our hands, our mouth, the words that we say, they're just a reflection of where our heart already is. We need to be living in such a way. We need to be loving in such a way that God is able to live through us, be seen through the way that we live. Over the next few weeks, we're going to go through some of these antithesis and look at them, and then we're going to continue on through the Sermon on the Mount. And you're going to see that as Christ calls us, He calls us to live just like He did. He calls us to have a heart just like He had. He calls us to love just like he loved. And at the end of it, he gives us a blessing. If we do that, our house will stand firm. And when the trials of life come, we'll be able to resist the storms. Because our life isn't built on the values that the people of this world have. Our life is built on the assurance that Jesus Christ has given us.